Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Ho oh Yeah Podcast. We matanye, Amy. We matanye, Jackie. We matanye, listeners and friends. And welcome to this week's episode, season one, episode eight. Let's Shins. say it at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Let's say it at the same time. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Shins, Shins of the. the- Father. <laughs> Fuck, we nailed that. that nailed it. Good. Okay, Woo. Um, it's called Shins of the Father, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from that. Yeah, this one, you know, Jackie, last week we talked about some racism. This mm-hmm. week we're going to talk about some sexism. Heavy hitting topics. Yes, very important. What we're doing is very important. Yeah, you should, you should listen to us and heed our words. Absolutely. We're doing uh, God's work here. <laughs> Truly. Uh, are you ready for this episode, Jackie? I'm very ready. Awesome. Me too. Uh, although, I, okay, so clearly we got we to gotta do some business stuff. We got to do some shout outs, shout outs and all that. Mm-hmm. I would like to give a quick shout out to the Arlen bystander, Patrick. His name is Patrick. And that is some hot information that I'm dropping on all of you, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. He has a name. We just did an interview with him. Uh, we're gonna, that will be out on Thursday. So extra content for you all. You're welcome. Um, but he was amazing. We had a great conversation. We're really excited for it to come out. He's so excited. Oh my God. It was such a great conversation. It really was. It was supposed to be a mini-sode and it's like, it was supposed to be a mini-sode, but it's super long and we'll see what happens after I edit it. Anywho, we're really excited about that. We got some other stuff. We mentioned in the last episode that we have the Halloween costume contest going on with Rock and Pins. So there's another person now involved and they are offering a Dale figurine, which is awesome. Ooh. Yeah, he looks really cool. Like he's in his exterminator outfit and he's got mm-hmm. his gun and everything. It's uh, the loyal subjects on Instagram. So you got to tag them as well. Just wanted to update everybody on that. So excited about this. I personally, Halloween is my favorite. Mm-hmm time of year. And Amy, uh, do you have a Halloween costume picked out yet? Oh, so I kind of want to go as a fruit pie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll see if I actually pull it together. But if I do, I'm entering the damn contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not Unfortunately, I'm not doing a King of the Hill themed Halloween costume this year. I feel I feel uh bad saying that, but I'm doing my first ever couples costume with my partner of 5 years and and he is going as Kurt Russell in Escape from New York and I'm going as Kurt Russell in Escape from LA. <laughs> So I'm very excited about that, but it, it's not King of the Hill themed. <laughs> it's excellent, though. So I'm very excited. First, my first couple's costume ever in my life, so I'm very excited. But 
I'm I love Halloween and I'm I'm just so excited to see anyone's Halloween King of the Hill themed Halloween costume. So just remember to tag all three of our accounts, Rockin' Pins, The Loyal Subjects, and Ho oh Yeah Pod, and then hashtag it K O T Halloween with an I H I L L O W E E N. Exactly. Yeah, we launched the website. I mean, we launched our Patreon. It's been it's been a wild week since our last episode, but uh, and we just did the interview, so we're really excited about that. So that's the end of the business. Some more shout outs. Jackie, please, you first. Well, before anything else, I wanted to shout out a particular uh, Instagram that follows us. <laughs> <laughs> and they contributed to our listener comments last episode, and we fucked their name up so hard. So bad. We repeatedly referred to them as <laughs> Die 3 Teeter Kelp. And their name is Diet Dr. Kelp. And it is so obvious when you look at it. It really is. I, and I even was just like, what the fuck kind of name is that? <laughs> I, I like made fun of their very clear and obvious <laughs> name. Because I was kind of drunk at that point. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I came into last week's episode just feeling sluggish and sleep deprived and tired and I I thought to myself you know what will pet me up red wine <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it did not work and we put that episode out and days later I just remember it hit me I was in the middle of I, I was about to take a shower I was walking to the bathroom with a fresh towel, thinking about something completely different. And out of nowhere, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. I was like, oh my God, it's not <laughs> Die 3 Teeter Gelp, it's Diet Dr. Kelp. <laughs> it's so obvious. I know. I remember no. I, I realized it like the day before you messaged me and I just thought, I'm too <laughs> embarrassed to even tell Jackie. <laughs> I messaged Amy as I was standing naked in the bathroom about to hop in the shower. And I was like, oh my God, it's diet, Dr. Kelp. It's so obvious. <laughs> so, uh, and I have just been laughing so hard ever since then about how hard we fucked that up. So um, yeah. shout out to diet, Dr. Kelp. Sorry, so hard. Sorry, we fucked up your name so hard. But yeah. <laughs> uh, aside from that, we do have, uh, we do have some shout outs. Um, my first one, of course, comes from iTunes, and it's from Kate Dice. Oh, that was and mine. Shit. No, go for it, though. Okay. And it's from Kate Dice, and the subject is, oh, yeah, I love this podcast. No one I know appreciates King of the Hill like I do, except for next. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so it's been nice to have two cool gals to talk with about each episode keep it up and I love that because I totally got into King of the Hill uh because of an ex I was you know someone I was dating previously got me into it and mm -hmm. yeah I don't want to talk about it but I love the show it's great <laughs> he doesn't own the show okay yeah he didn't know that dad <laughs> that one I that was also going to be the one that I picked because I love that one as well and I like it because um We've gotten these comments before where people say it feels like I'm like listening to two friends talk about it or, you know, like they're listening, like they feel like it's a conversation. And I really love that because 
it is a it is we are two friends talking about it but we we want you to feel included as well so i really love that it kind of makes me feel it, that comment made me feel that way so mine is also from itunes and it's from andrew p2213 and it just says the best. This is my new favorite podcast. I bought a subscription to Hulu just to follow along, which thank you so much for buying a subscription to Hulu to, to follow along with us. Like spending money, I'm in favor of. So thank you for doing that. That thank means you. a lot. And I have one more. Mm-hmm. I scrolled um, a little bit back in time mm. uh, to September. And this is from, it's also an iTunes review, and it's from Allie in the Taint of Hell, Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> and the subject is ding da la ding ding which I think is... ding da ling ding ding da ling ding ding da ling ding ding <laughs> That's Amy singing the song, which I love. Whenever I listen back to the episodes... We recorded the intro song separately, and I just mashed them up together. And I love Amy's version where it's just ding da ding da ding da ding da ding da ding da ding. Yeah, we had to record them separately because we tried doing it together, and we were dying laughing. We could not do it together. Luckily, they matched up. Thank God. But the body says these ladies are hilarious. King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to these gals discuss episodes. Give them a listen. Thank you, Allie in the Taint of Hell, Texas. So sorry that's where you're at. I apologize. Yeah. Jackie, are you ready to get into this episode? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm ready too. Episode 8, Season 1 Shins of the Father. Air date, March 23rd, 1997. Whoa, we're already at the end of March. I know. It's, there must have been a break there or something. I don't know. Hmm. Leafing, oh, again, I stole all this from, you guys already <laughs> know that. You already know it. But I didn't <laughs> add anything fancy to it, so, you know, it's pretty basic. Leafing through the mail, Hank notices that Bobby's birthday invitation to his grandpa Cotton was returned. He then realizes that Bobby wrote Hell USA as the mailing address. (laughs) Bobby explains that his mother, Peggy, told him Cotton was the devil. Bobby then recites a list of things he dislikes about his grandfather. This is why he doesn't want him here. Want Mm -hmm. him at his party. His big plastic teeth his incessant screaming, and his lack of shins. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, I love, you know, when he's like, I don't want Grandpa to be there. Everyone's already going to hate my party. Well, why? And she's like, you got the wrong kind of bean dip. (laughs) (laughs) What's the right kind of bean dip? I don't know, but I mean, Hank explains that Cotton lost his shins defending Texas. Wait a second. No, oh. I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. As far as bean dip goes, <laughs> I'm so curious. I, I, I've heard that Texas, people from Texas have a lot of pin, opinions about bean dip and queso and there's a right way to do it. And it's just very, if you're from Texas, let us know what's up with bean dip. You know, is there a right kind of bean dip? You know, is there a right kind of queso? I I only, I'm ashamed to say this, I only really know about queso through 
you know, like chilies. <laughs> and it's so good when I get it there. But I know that there's probably just some kind of incredible regional dips that we're unaware of. So please let us know. And culinary wars that are happening oh, yeah. over there. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I've ever had a bean dip before. So we'll see. It sounds good. It does sound good. I love beans. Mm-hmm. And then I love to dip things. So so Hank makes Bobby, you know, call call Grandpa Cotton. So Bobby telephones his grandfather and invites him to the celebration. He actually doesn't call his grandpa. <laughs> he <laughs> presses three numbers and pretends to call him. <laughs> so I assume that Hank lets Cotton know that, you know, he's invited. Mm. The day of the party, well, first of all, the day of the party, Bobby is dying out there. None of his jokes are landing. He is sweating bullets. He looks like a fucking birthday fool. But I'm so impressed by this kid, though, because he already has, like, a tight five set <laughs> right. ready to go. He he even has a closer mm-hmm. to his set. And, I mean, I'm a 33-year-old woman, and I wish I had a tight five and that's so impressive. But he is dying, and we see Dooley there. Yes, we do. Is this our first time seeing Dooley? No, no, we've seen him a couple, at least once before. Oh, right. in Square Peg. Where that's he, right. Yeah. Where oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's right, how could I forget? <laughs> and of course, Dooley's there front row, the ultimate heckler, and he's just like, you know, you suck, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this party sucks. He's yeah, like, yeah. You, you know. So, also, he has such a such a heartbreaking line <laughs> to Bill. Your, Bill's like, I'm having fun. He's like, your wife divorced you. And then Bill just so dejected. God, Dooley. We oh all know. God. <laughs> Dooley is the ultimate truth giver in this. You know, you know that whatever he's saying, it's it's the most honest thing in this show especially seeing Peggy's boobs. Oh, so. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby's just floundering out there. His, his jokes aren't landing. He's, nobody's impressed. A Cadillac pulls into the driveway, a horse trailer in tow. The trailer's ramp is kicked open from the inside and Cotton rides the horse into the hill's backyard. So he just comes in and takes over Bobby's party. So it's like, <laughs> I'm turning this bitch up a notch. Let's get weird. Let's get wild. Who's going horseback riding? <laughs> Hank the, or Bill's the first one on the horse. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eyes shining and assuming the animal is a gift, Bobby tells his grandfather how much he loves the horse, but Cotton explains the horse is being rented for only a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Later, he gives Bobby his real present, a 20-gauge shotgun. <laughs> loaded. Full loaded. Yep. Because <laughs> you don't give a toy without batteries. That's right. <laughs> Outraged, Peggy snatches the weapon from his hands. When Bobby is unable to break open his birthday piñata, piñata, as Peggy says, <laughs> cotton, <laughs> cotton blows it apart with the gun. Okay, this is kind of a weird thing, but every time I see that scene where Bobby's trying to break the piñata and he's not capable, it brings me back to being like in third grade and so much shame because I was in taekwondo and i could not kick the board in half like i was in front of so many people trying to kick the board and break it and i couldn't do it 
and it was so embarrassing. And finally they were just like, just for the love of God, punch it or something. So I finally broke it by punching it. And I was so ashamed of myself. I was the only one who couldn't kick it in half. Why and couldn't you do it? I don't know. I was weak. It was weak. What? No. <laughs> and they're so strong. It was at it was like a, at a belt ceremony. So everybody's parents are there. My dad's no. there. He's like he's like star taekwondo instructor, and I'm just I'm humiliating him. Oh, it was awful. So I really felt for Bobby in that scene. <laughs> oh my god! And also going back to the part where uh, Cotton rides up on the horse. I love that he rides up. This is. The first time we're seeing him, right? We see him in, like, flashbacks and stuff, but this right, is the first right. time, like, actual interactions with him. And here he comes. He's riding up on this horse. He jumps off. Yay he high. Up, <laughs> yeah, he rides, up, he rides up to the party, and Hank is just like, oh, my God, Dad, like, look at you go, or something like that. And then he's just, Cotton's just like, well, you know me. I'm larger than life. And he jumps off the horse, and he's the tiniest little man because he doesn't have twins. <laughs> and I think that's when Joseph is just like, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph is just like, where are its legs? <laughs> it's <laughs> its legs. <laughs> Joseph, so uh, good. Oh, Joseph in this moment, yeah. I know. Peggy thinks that Cotton ruined Bobby's party, but Bobby tells her that Cotton made it fun, much to Peggy's dismay, because mm. Peggy fucking hates Cotton and totally understandable. He's awful, and he treats yeah. her like shit. He's a complete dick yeah. to Peggy, so, uh, simply because she's a woman, and that's yep. it. He, she is, she's not Peggy, she's Hank's wife. Hank's wife the whole time. Mm -hmm. All right. Peggy asks Cotton to leave the house after he smashes her good dishes. But when Cotton attempts to start his car, the engine fails to turn on. Mm. Luann, Luann, with all of her infinite knowledge of cars, because she's Mm -hmm. excellent, diagnoses the problem as a solenoid plunger that apparently is not working or isn't even there. It's not there. Well, I just wanted to say that Luann, just by keen of ear, you know, diagnoses the problem with this car and Cotton immediately dismisses her. And he just says, a woman trying to, what, you know, fix a car? That's like a pig trying to read. Ugh. Disgusting. And she's fucking right. Yeah. Another, you know, again, drop out of beauty school, become a, you know, car technician. Luann? I know. <laughs> oh. All right. So Peggy tells Hank she wants the short tempered, foul mouthed old man out of her house, but Hank tells his father he is welcome to stay. Oh, I know. And, and Hank is, it's, it sucks because he keeps kind of inadvertently gaslighting Peggy, where she's just like, this guy is being incredibly offensive and horrible. And he's just like, you just don't get it. Like it's basically, it's your fault that you're offended. You don't understand. You just aren't capable of understanding because you're a dull peacock and he's a brightly colored peacock and you just don't understand. It's your own fault, you know? Right. Right. You're you're just being sensitive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Later, Cotton takes Bobby to a local bar where he sexually harasses one of the waitresses there. He, like, literally slaps her on the ass. Oh, yeah. And is like, get me a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking gross. (laughs) Then, meanwhile, 
Peggy finds the missing solenoid plunger hidden in a pair of Cotton's tiny little pants. Mm. She tells Hank that his father deliberately removed the part so he could stay at the house. In turn, Hank turns it back on Peggy, uh, says, oh, well, he's only doing that because you make it so hard for him to be, a, be here. You make him feel bad about staying here. Cotton's never felt bad about shit in his whole life. <laughs> he's, he's doing this on purpose. He's being he's manipulative. Incredibly manipulative. Events turn even uglier when Cotton's sexist remarks begin to influence Bobby's behavior, which it does. Because Bobby's pretty impressionable. I mean, he's what? I think he turned 12 in this episode, so he's young. I know, and I, I feel bad because in past episodes, I've just been pretty hard on Bobby, and I'm just like, he's so dumb. He doesn't get it. But I, I, it's only because I'm so used to Bobby in later seasons where he's so quick-witted and smart mm-hmm. and clever and he basically just he basically just becomes another roommate to Peggy and Hank. I <laughs> I kind of I kind of steal that from um John Hodgman who was an only child and he's just like, "Oh, I I grew up an only child. I was basically an another roommate to my parents." But I really feel like this is the case with Bobby where once he hits 13, it's just him scheming with Peggy half the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm used to that, Bobby. So this early first season, Bobby, I'm just like not accustomed to. So I, I feel like I'm being hypercritical. But he, he is pretty dumb a lot of the time and very <laughs> impressionable. And very Cotton much. is a very intense person. So it, it makes sense that he would yeah, really influence Bobby. Yeah, and he yells at you a lot. So, like, people who yell at you, you tend to listen sometimes. I know. How can you not? Right. (laughs) Hank enters the living room. He sees Cotton and Bobby with their pants off. (laughs) 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 One of my favorite lines, my favorite line this episode is Cotton. He's like, he's like, Bobby, take your daddy's pants off. (laughs) Take your father's pants off. (laughs) I made the, I I made a note of that too, where Hank walks into the living room and he's like, why aren't you wearing any pants? Cause they're not wearing any pants. And Cotton's like, we were hot. We took them off. And then Bobby's like, a man doesn't have to wear pants around the house if he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. And Cotton's like, yeah, what you got those blue jeans on for Hank? Let's go take them off. And Hank's like, I'm not going to take my pants off. And then Cotton turns to Bobby and he's like, Bobby, take your daddy's pants off. (laughs) I love that part. I know. Also, this is like the first and only time that we see Cotton's knee feet. (gasps) I missed them. It's so it looks like a pair of knees right above where or right where his ankles should be. (laughs) Oh my God. I miss those. I know. It's gross. All right. While this is happening, Peggy comes in you know, tells, tells Cotton, hey, your car's fixed. Luann fixed it. And this is where he says, he's like, what? A woman fixing a car? That's like a pig trying to read, you know? Oh my God. And then it was like, it's time for you to go. You need to get out of here. And as this is happening, you know, uh, Dee Dee's there and she's like, hey, I think it's time to go. And he's like, man, go get my dinner, you know? And where's my beer and blah, blah, blah. And so, Bobby, you know, they're arguing, Peggy and Hank and Bobby and Cotton, they're all arguing and saying, you know, we don't eat dinner in the living room. We eat it at the dinner table, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Cotton's like, man, whatever, just woman, go get my beer to, uh, to Dee Dee. And then Bobby says to, 
to to Peggy, you heard him, woman, go get my dinner, and slaps her ass. <sighs> slaps his own mother's ass, like, giddy up, go Imagine on. slapping your own mother's ass. I- Everyone think about that. <laughs> God. And I love this. I mean, I don't love this part, but you know, one of my favorite parts is, uh, is that part where Dee Dee's just like, maybe we should think about getting back home. And Cotton's just like, what did you say? What did you say? And everyone looks terrified. Everyone's uncomfortable just watching this person scream at his wife in this way. And then it cuts to Cotton just adjusting his hearing aids and turning the volume up. And he's like, okay, uh, I'm sorry, what did you say, baby cakes? And she's like, we can leave now. <laughs> I love that part. I know, because for because I also, like, when he's like, what did you say? What did you say to me? I'm like, oh, oh. Like, I, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Oh. And then it's like, oh, okay, he just can't. <laughs> God. I know, that whole scene is fraught with tension and just drama very drama. so hank admonishes bobby for smacking his mother's ass hank then attempts to tell his father why his behavior around bobby is inappropriate but before hank has a chance to speak his father in a manipulating way reiterates the tale of how he lost his shins in world war ii which is a really funny story <laughs> it's, it's funny and it's epic oh and also probably a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, after listening in awe to the patriotic story, Hank decides to drop the idea entirely. But Bobby is sent home from school for starting a sexist riot. Mm-hmm. And fucking Joseph just jumps right on board with this. Yep. So, so impressionable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Women's work women's work uh, like yeah some teacher is just like hey you know you got to clean up your tray it's lunchtime clean up your tray uh, it's you know a reasonable request uh-huh. and bobby is immediately just like he's just echoing anything cotton says and it's just yeah. like yeah this is women's work and then joseph who is also an idiot is just like <laughs> women's work and it starts an entire food fight I know. Also, and right before that, before the food fight, he tells uh, Connie that she needs to stop yes. eating cake because she's getting fat. And and then she's just like, man, fuck you. And he's like, hoo hoo, must be PBS. <laughs> like oh. a total moron. <laughs> yeah, that actually takes me back to a quote earlier in the episode where they're eating breakfast at the Hill House and Cotton is talking to Luann and he's just like you're all skin and bones girly and um he gives her some food and she's like that's okay grandpa hill I don't want to get fat you know Mm -hmm. she's just trying to not eat and cotton is just like that's not for you to worry about you will never know if you're attractive it's up to a man to tell you that keep eating and I'll tell you when to stop and Mm. oh god it's such a fucking (laughs) it's infuriating it's infuriating and then of course bobby's kind of echoing that later on when he's at lunch and connie walks by with her lunch tray and she has a piece of cake and he bobby snatches the cake off the tray and he's just like you don't need that cake and that's Mm. when the riot ensues and it 
is infuriating. Yes. And so, you know, that scene where he, he's like, oh, put some corn pone on those hips to uh, Luann. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is corn pone? And it's just cornbread. Oh. It's just cornbread. It's very Southern. But yeah, I love it. Like he, he like smacks her ass and she just grabs him and she's like, touch me again, old man, and you're going to be wearing that corn pone. And oh. I wish she just would have just punched him right in his gut. <laughs> Poor Luann. Luann has had the most fucked up experiences where her mom's in jail. Her daddy has basically abandoned her because he needs to stay away from her crazy mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, her aunt is telling her uncle to tell her that she looks attractive <laughs> when she goes through a breakup. And then Grandpa Hill, who is not technically her grandpa, but still you know, a family member is slapping her on the ass. You know, oh. Luann has it hard. Yeah. Leave Luann alone. Hashtag leave Luann alone. Yes, absolutely. God. And maybe one of the worst parts of this whole episode. Later, Cotton takes Bobby to the Hotel Arlen and tries to buy him a sex worker. Oh. Which he calls hookers. Which you don't call people hookers they're sex workers workers, okay um as he tried to do for hank and his friends when they were teenagers and bobby is 12 he's 12 years old and it's it's interesting too because the flashback shows him taking the boys to the hotel arland which back then was clearly very different it was Mm -hmm. It, it almost looks like an old-time saloon full of, like, old-timey sex workers. And it was right after a football game, so I think we can gather that all the boys were in high school at that time. Yeah. Which still, I don't, if someone's in high school, it's still a child, okay? Oh, That's a child, okay? If you're, if you're in your early 20s, you're still a child. Don't date people in their early 20s if you're not in your early, I'm sorry. <laughs> But now the modern Hotel Arland is a legitimate real hotel. And there's even a, what is it, a conference of female lawyers? Right, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So there are all these professional, powerful women walking around. And Cotton walks in with Bobby and just starts calling everyone a hooker. And it's disgusting. (laughs) I know. God. But I do love, you know, that... Right before, you know, right before this scene where he takes him to Hotel Arlen, like, everybody's talking about, oh, Cotton, that Cotton, he's, he's a wild one. And I think Bill, he was like, oh, remember when he took us to Hotel Arlen? And it cuts to that scene, and Hank, like, runs away in fear, understandably. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a child, and he's scared of this. <laughs> but afterwards, I love Hank, he's like, yeah, not a lot of men would do that to their sons. I mean, four. <laughs> <laughs> all right so upon hearing that cotton has taken bobby to the hotel arlen knowing full well what cotton's intentions are hank freaks out and he's like cotton you've gone too far rushes over there with peggy he tells cotton he's like it's a great speech from hank he's like i won't let my son grow up to be a woman hating old fool He orders him out of the house. I love how he was like, you know, mom was strong and smart and maybe you can't handle that, but I can. 
because, you know, Cotton's like, oh, I get it. Peggy's making you say all this. Your wife's mm-hmm. making you say all that. And he's like, nope, this is me. He's like, you Ugh. know, Peg is smart and classy, just like mom. And maybe you can't handle that, but I can. And I'm like, yeah, right on. Tell him what's up. Seriously. It's about damn time. <laughs> then there's a scene, you know, shortly after that where Hank, you know, takes takes Bobby to get some food. And he's like, look, you got to get rid of all of that sexist bullshit that's in your head. He's like, it's gross. It's not right. Women were not put on this earth to serve men, which no duh. But anyway, (laughs) you know, and I love what is, what, I can't remember. What does he say where Bobby's like, he's like, you know, Peggy, your mom, she's got the the smartest head on her shoulders, you know? And Bobby's like, even smarter than Boomhauer or Bill or Dale. And he's like, Jesus, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you compare her to a baboon? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that part too, because, because, um, Bobby, I wish I could remember what was said, but Bobby just says something like, Oh, those are your best friends. And mm-hmm. Hank's just like, no, Peggy's my best friend. Your mom is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, and, Bobby is blown away by this. Yeah. That you could have your wife, your uh, a woman as your best friend. Right, exactly. And someone that you respect equally as if you would a best friend because, mm-hmm. you know, it, more so than a best friend, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if if he had to eat her, I'm sure he would start with the parts farthest away from her face. <laughs> That's how much of a friend she is. <laughs> start with those big ass feet. Oh, those will take care of him for days. Live off of those feet. <laughs> <laughs> but the the best part is he's like, you know, women were not put on this earth to serve us. And then it pans out and it's like these women in short little outfits and like car hop serving them food. <laughs> They're at some kind of a, what is it, like checkers where you just drive up and women on roller skates bring you hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> Oh, so that's the episode. That's the recap of the episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one, you know, it, it hits home with all the sexism in it and like the the kind of fucked up beliefs that are being put into Bobby and how hard Peggy has to like rail against it and she's not getting any help from Hank until the very end. I know. And, and it's frustrating because Hank kind of inadvertently keeps gaslighting her throughout Mm -hmm. the episode you know like Mm -hmm. uh, cotton is horribly offensive and she's offended rightly so but hank just the thing about hank is he is also at the same time being manipulated by cotton you know Mm -hmm. anytime he starts to talk to cotton about something he's doing that's offensive cotton is just I'm a war hero story where he lost his shins and right. at, we even see Hank at one point in his office at Strickland just talking to some poor customer <laughs> and he just keeps saying like well she's got a point but he is a war hero but she does have a point but he doesn't have shins you know <laughs> so he's really trying to navigate that and it's it's difficult for him but he really you know once Bobby starts a riot in his school, he kind of figures it out. Yeah. But it's hard for him. You know, he's, he's going up against a lifetime of manipulation. Yeah, definitely. And really awful sex. I mean, imagine growing up with cotton, like Bobby's just getting that short influence, you know, that short amount of time of influence with cotton. Hank grew up with that. And like to be 
as open as he is, even though it's not very much compared to like what he could be, which is cotton. Like, okay. So he was able to like actually pull it together, which I think is a testament to his mother who, to Tilly, who is a strong woman. Credit to Tilly and credit to Hank for not falling into that trap. Yeah. Into that gross mindset. So what are, you know what? Let's get into some funnies. What are, <laughs> let's get into some funny stuff. <laughs> so I, I gave my favorite quote. What is, what's one of yours? I gave the We Can Leave by Dee Dee. Which we didn't even really talk about Dee Dee. And I know you love her and I love her. Oh, I love Dee Dee. I love Dee Dee in this episode. It's the first time we meet Dee Dee. Yes. Cotton's wife and Hank Cotton refers to Dee Dee as your stepmama to Hank. Stepmama? Yeah, yeah your stepmommy. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> no, stepmommy. Uh, and Hank is just so put off. He's like, I went to kindergarten with this woman. And she walks up. He, uh, yeah, he's just like, How do you like your mama's new tatas? I know. And Hank's like, I went to kindergarten with her. And she's just like, Hey, Hank, do you still like finger painting (laughs) (laughs) i know so good i love dd in this episode and then um and then at a certain point peggy's doing the dishes and dd's like oh i can help her do the dishes and cotton's like make sure you wear an apron and then he kind of in an aside to bobby is just like you know i basically i want to protect those taters because uh i got them cheap got them on the Uh, cheap don't don't tell her but they're both lefties (laughs) 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 so awesome (laughs) um so in the last episode you had mentioned how this is the first time so uh cotton meets con and It's almost like, it it seems like this redeeming quality of him to be like, no, he's Laotian. Like, I'm not, you know, just going to generalize him. However, he then proceeds to treat him like a fucking waiter, like a server. Like, make me a tie-tie. Go get, Mr. Khan, get my bags. Ew! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was reflecting back on that as well, where I was like, this is the only time I've ever been impressed by Cotton, where I've ever felt like, oh, thank God Cotton's here to, like, educate everyone. But... Yeah, the second he says that he he we just lose him again because he starts treating Khan like like a servant yep. and <laughs> just kind of discounts anything he said before that. But yeah. So, you know, another like quote or scene that I really like is when, you know, Peggy's getting into it with Hank and he's like, Oh, what are this is where he says, Oh, what are you, some sort of feminist? and yeah she's just like no no me ew but she's just like no i'm not a feminist she's like i do i do all your laundry and cooking and i clean and i blah 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 and i i put lipstick on 30 times a day because i gotta look pretty while i do it and da 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 and i like that hank the only thing he focuses on is that Peggy reapplies lipstick 30 times a day. Not not the insane amount of work that she actually does to keep the household going, just that she puts on lipstick a lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so our next segment, listener comments. And 
please, God, anyone listening, please record this yourself and send it in. That would be great. (laughs) It only makes sense for a segment about listeners to be (laughs) sung by listeners, so please. Okay, here we go. Listen to comments. You listen for the rest of your life. God. Oh, I love it. All right. So one of the first comments I'd like to highlight is from an Instagram by our good, good, good friends, Diet Dr. Kelp. <laughs> and we're getting that name right for sure. You know so it. Thank you, Diet Dr. Kelp. And they said uh, they submitted the quote, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I know there was somebody else um, that says it's the first time we get to see that bit by Bobby, which is such a good one. I love it. I know. It's a part of his tight five. Yeah. And uh, the one where he pulls his pants up and it's part of his routine and he just does the, what are you talking about? And it kills every time. And it's so funny. And it's, (laughs) it's a classic Bobby. I know Art Simone was the other one who said it's the first time we see Bobby's what are you talking about? <laughs> and, his, and his shorts are stupid high. <laughs> I love that. I also like a couple people love Apple Mint and Marlou Ma. <laughs> Come get your Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> After Cotton After- blows apart the pinata, he's like, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah. He shoots that um, pinata with the gun he gave Bobby. And that leads into a quote uh, by several people, including Bender's Redemption. Well, don't give a toy without batteries, pumps shotgun. Because uh, <laughs> Peggy's just like, you gave him a loaded gun. And he's just like, yeah, you don't give a banner. It's over better. You know, there's a really good one. So Maisie C137, she commented, uh, Cotton refers to Peggy as Hillary, as in Hillary Clinton. Because yes. Peggy is working. Uh, she's a working mother. And 1997... And we're in 2019, and the the Hillary hate just doesn't fucking end. Apparently, <laughs> it's, it's been for so goddamn long. Like, oh my god, they it really makes about her. But it's been going on for god decades now. Decades, yeah. Isn't that crazy? So long. Yes. God. And of course, you know he wouldn't like Hillary. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh, this one's great. Um, okay, I'm gonna butcher. I'm going to butcher this one. <laughs> we and shite hill. Yes. I was just trying to figure out how to say that in my head. I was like, ween shite hill? <laughs> Hank, Bobby and me decide he's going to stick vegetables up his nose. He's not going to take over the family gas station. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the beginning of the, on, like the long running joke where Cotton says that, you know, Hank is a pump jockey that he, you know, works with it. <laughs> Uh, I like this by um, said animal 2049. Sorry, I had to stop by the wax museum and give the finger to FDR. And then the same person said animal 2049 also submitted. Sorry, wrong episode, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny, though. It is. It is a great line. And it's the one where um, I think it's how to shoot a rifle without really trying or something like that. It's the one where Hank and Bobby enter the rifle shooting contest. (laughs) Cotton comes along and, sorry, I'm late. (laughs) I have to give the finger to the wax museum FDR. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, and I love it. Maisie C says, Hank tells Bobby that Peggy's his best friend with like the little lovey emoji. Oh, it is nice. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Katie. Listen to Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> uh i just also one more by katie creates cotton saying i'm larger than life (laughs) i love that what a great way to really introduce him this tiny tiny man without half of his legs now i'm larger than life he really is that personality is definitely larger than life he really is he's awful but he is larger than life truly (laughs) and he's so small i know um (laughs) So there is a ladybird sighting, very briefly, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do you know when? No. Because I don't. Okay, I don't. No. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I just put ladybird. <laughs> I did see it. There is ladybird. There's no, there's no Dale Ass though. Oh, I, will we ever? I, I don't want to look it up. I know. I'm so excited. I know. I, I also, I know. I thought about looking it up, but you know... I, I want to be surprised. I want to be like overjoyed. I want to be surprised too. I want to be overjoyed when it happens. I also really want those three shots of tequila. That, yeah. Ugh. That will be a lot of fun. Will it ever happen? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm scared. I mean, I, we still have a lot ahead of us, but <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared too. <laughs> I don't think there are any guest stars. I don't think so either. I briefly looked at it. Yeah, me too. I didn't see I didn't no. see anything. Let us know if we're wrong. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there were any. Um, do you have any trivia? Yes. Do you? <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> All right, Amy. Are you ready for trivia? Yes. Okay. Amy. How old is Hank? In this episode? Yes. 39. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, we could be off by half a year, but I based that on the fact that Dee Dee is 39, and mm-hmm. she went to kindergarten with Hank. So I right. really I mean- thought I was going to trick you, and you fucking <laughs> you know but hank could be 40 like he might be one of those ones who had to like you know he, he was born past yeah a certain date so maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but god damn it i don't think i am i know i put that he's about 39 <laughs> and yeah i've got i'm sorry i've got no i, I always forget <laughs> i'm sorry anything <laughs> random off the top of your head that you could ask me about what was what was the problem with the with cotton's car the flux capacitor (laughs) (laughs) that's about as much as i know about cars so (laughs) you're right (laughs) yes they got to get up to 88 miles per hour (laughs) (laughs) they'll never get back to the future (laughs) oh i got one how old was Cotton when he enlisted in the army? He lied about his age. How old was he? <gasps> oh, shit. 13. 
14. Very oh. close. You were so close. But you know, Damn. the reason why that stood out to me is because my grandpa also lied about his age so he could enlist in the Navy for what? World War II. Yes. My grandpa Morton, he was 17. He was either 16 or 17. And he oh lied about God. his age. And back then they were just like, well, I guess I'll just believe you. And I think if your parents signed off for it, they were just like, great, give us your child. And what we'll a put crazy them- time. Like, <laughs> oh. it, like 17 year olds were just like, I really want to go to war. Like, I know. Real I want to see death and destruction and I want to kill people. Can't it's, wait. It, it, I can't tell if it just highlights how innocent that generation was or how fucking badass and hardworking they were, which they were both, both. truly, yeah. truly. I, I, I work with people from birth to basically death. And the the people who are the best to work with are the greatest generation, like people in their seven, like late 60s, 70s, nine, 80s, 90s, because you tell them to do something and they just are automatically programmed to do what they're told to do they they, yeah. they just all they <laughs> yeah. know is like i gotta work hard and just do my best yeah. it's crazy yeah definitely i know both of my grandparents were in the were in world war ii and both amazing excellent men you know um ba- total badasses you know on one was on warships one was a, a, a bomber pilot and he did over 40 um tours i guess i don't know what they're called or flights you know back and forth he did he was a part of d-day and everything and oh my god i know so it's it's just wild to think of like and they were so proud like it was a badge of honor and like that's why people like men were lying about their age to to go to war because it was like you are a true American hero. And, you know, granted, I mean, more power to all of our vets. You know, you guys are very brave and all of you deserve respect and admiration. But like, you know, these, these young children, essentially 14, 15, 16, are lying and going to war because it was so indoctrinated. Like, you are an American patriot and like, this is your duty to defend your country. I know, it was such a different time, God. Mm-hmm. But kudos to them. them. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Jackie, do you know the next episode? I do. Hey. Everyone, get ready. The next episode is Peggy the Boggle Champ. (gasps) Yes. Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, fuck yeah. I love this episode. How exciting. Oh, yes. oh another I can't wait. Episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Suck it, haters. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone suck one. <laughs> She's a fucking boggle champ. She's going to boggle your mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a good one. Awesome. I can't wait. Oh, it's so intense. Episode uh, nine, right? Yes. We're almost in the fucking double digits. Can you believe no (laughs) (laughs) all right well so um any last any last words well one of the things i like about this episode is that we're introduced to cotton and there's a lot of very heavy-handed sexism but it's presented in a way where it's very extreme and it's it's kind of crazy and it's meant to be 
it's meant to be crazy. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not presented in a way where it's meant to be someone just being normal. Subtle sexism. Comes, yeah, it's not subtle. It, it knows, it knows that it's crazy. It knows it's sexist. And so it kind of gives us the space to laugh at it. And so I, I appreciate, I appreciate the way it acknowledges itself and it really highlights how strong Peggy is. We even have that moment where, uh, I think Peggy, help me, Peggy takes the gun away from Cotton and it's just like, Hank, tell your woman. She says, I am my own woman. Yeah. She's just like, you know, I am my, no one tells I am my own woman. Anyway, it's, it's a very empowering episode and it, it pretends to be really sexist, but it's actually very empowering. And I, I really do like this episode and I love Peggy in it. Yeah, me too. She's a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she says, I am my own woman and don't you forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. While, she, while she's just like cocking this gun. I know. <laughs> with like her women friends behind her. So sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't have anything eloquent to say. I never do, but Please follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ho yeah Pod. Check out our website, hoyapod.com, and our Patreon. And keep an eye out for the new our extra episode that's coming out Thursday. We're super excited about it. We really hope you love it. And can't wait to hear what you guys think about uh, the theory that we oh, discuss. So excited. And get your Halloween costumes ready, everyone. Yes. I am going to enter my own contest, okay? So... <laughs> I promise I won't take the top prize, even though I'll probably win. <laughs> All right, Jackie, thank you for doing this with me. Of course. Thank you for doing this with me. Are you ready? I'm ready. And until next time. Via con Dios. Okay, we're going to say it just... Via Condios. Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. Via Condios. We're gonna do okay, ready? countdown. Ready? Ready? Okay, yeah. One, two, three. Via Condios. Yeah. <laughs> <Whee! laughs>